The words that have spoken to you, our spirit and our life, receive the word of God in faith and you will experience a supernatural turnaround. Join Pastor Enoch Aminu as he takes you through the word of God. I want to just open your eyes in the moment of wisdom. Moment of wisdom. Hallelujah. Is somebody excited? Is somebody happy this morning? I'm talking on a subject confronting your fear. Confronting your fear. Confronting your fear. One of the things that has crippled so many people in life is fear. Now, first of all, you cannot advance in life if you are a fearful person. There's no way you can advance. Because the moment you want to take a step, fear starts to speak to you. What about if you fail? What about if you make a mistake? They will laugh you to scorn. What about if you did not make it? This is one of the reasons that has made many of us to be behind. Because we fail to confront our fears. The day you start to confront your fears, that's the day you start to make mighty exploits. You know, Thomas Edison said, one of the renowned scientists, he said, you should fail more in life. He said he was a man that he failed more in all his aspects of life. But one day he got it right. And since then his name started ringing bell. Abraham Lincoln said, fail more in life. He said, the more you fail, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you get experience. And Abraham Lincoln, from the day of his birth till the day of his death, it was filled with so much failure. But he still, be, still became the president of America. So you see, you must be able to confront your fear. There are so many things that is making many of us to be afraid. One of the greatest fear of a man is sickness. The second fear of a man is death. Listen to me carefully. I want to help you this morning. There is no way you use a machine that one day that machine will not need a repair. Look at our physical machine or these speakers or machines we have at home or maybe your blender for the women who cook or maybe your, your, your cooking utensil, your stove or your gas. You realize one day maybe you have four burners. One out of them may feel that the, the flame is not coming out very well. You needed a gas repairer. By the time it comes, maybe you just use some certain thing to flush or to polish. Then you will now spark it again. It starts to flow. Our body is like a machine. It gets to a point, some certain thing will develop. But that does not mean when the doctor tells you, oh, you have lumps. Oh, you have cancer. Oh, you are diabetic. Oh, you are hypertensive. Oh, you have leukemia. That does not mean you are going to die. This is where the problem of so many mankind started from. He's telling you, because of his profession, that the mechanism 
that is making that thing to function well is now difunction. It's not functioning well. That is why you have developed this thing. Then it will tell you there are ways to go. There are ways to go about it. The first word it will tell you. No doctor will tell you because you are hypertensive, or you are you have leukemia, or you have a throat throat problem, and tell you are going to die. No, it will tell you. Let's look at these certain drugs to use to manage it. From that management, it can still reverse back to normal. We have seen people with cancer. We have seen people with lumps that they've gone through radi radiation, radiotherapy, and everything, and they still came back their life, and they are still living. I was, I was opportune to admonish a lady last Friday who came all the way from Syria alone. And what brought her from Syria alone, just a common sickness that affects everybody all over the world. And when she was narrating her ordeal to me with her friend, I said, you don't need to come here. Number one, you have wasted a lot of money. Number two, you are filled with fear. Number three, you believe you are going to die. Listen carefully. So I told her, I said, let me recommend something to you. I said, I myself, I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm a doctor of theology but I can show you how this sickness can go but don't use the, the drug I'm telling you until you get approval from the doctor you have come to visit here I said the one you are using now cannot solve your problem because I asked her some certain questions and when she answered my question I called some certain pharmaceutical store I said do you have this do you have that I said, they have it. I said, go to that store, buy those things, take it to your doctor. Tell your doctor that your pastor said that you should buy it, that he should allow you to try it. That if you try it for two weeks, if your condition did not change, come back and tell me that God has not called you. Hallelujah. So you are going to give me a certificate as, as, as a doctor now. <laughs> So the lady, that brought the tension down from her face. Because she started thinking, you, when you go to, uh, at times when some, some of when they say go to hospital, the next thing you are thinking that maybe they say I'm going to die there. Who told you that hospital is a place where people die? Hospital, anybody can die anywhere. When your time comes. May I tell you something today? What will take every man back to God God himself was the one who put that thing inside man's body. It's not a doctor. It's not the nurses. What we take, when your time comes, when you are going to go back, that thing, God has put it there. He will just off it. Once he off it, then you come back to him. Because your flesh, God does not need your flesh. He took it from out here. It's your spirit that he will come back home. But let's leave that now. Am, am I communicating? Is somebody at home now? <laughs> because many of you, when they talk about fear, is one of the things that has crippled many people, that has made you not to prosper, that has made you not to move forward, 
There is no man or woman that will live on planet earth. For one day or two, or for one time or two times, you will have problem with your health. Get it straight. It does not matter how prayerful you are. After all, Elijah, Elijah died on bed reading. I mean, Elisha. Elisha died on bed reading. Because the covenant between Elijah and Elisha, their covenants are different. When Elijah was coming, you don't know what he discussed with God. That's why the Shirod came to pick him. But the level of Elijah is higher than Elisha. But Elisha fell sick when he was old. He died of, on, uh, on bed reading. So you can, people die when the time comes. But because the doctor said you have this, you have that, does not mean you are going to die immediately. That's not how God created man. But fear had already killed many people before death arrived. Fear had eroded so many advancement in the life of so many people. Many of you are supposed to have gone higher. Many of us are supposed to have done so many things. One of the greatest things that I discovered that has affected us in African continent is this. And it's coming from the top. Our leaders. You see, in law, law says you can't give what you don't have. It is what you have you can give. But if our leaders could help some of the citizens, but if they don't have it, they can't help. That's one of the problems of every citizen. You have a gift, but you are afraid that if you take a step, maybe you fail. If you fail, that does not, bring, that does not mean the end, the end has come. That does not mean the end has come. The Lord had a reason why that failure appeared before you. One, he wanted you to learn more. Two, he wanted you to be rooted. Three, he wanted you to gain more experience so that when such things occur again, you become a witty person and you will outshine anybody that wants to come against you in that particular area. So don't be afraid of failure. Fail more. Fail more. Fail more. Don't be afraid of mistake. Make more mistakes. That does not mean your life has come to an end. You must know how to confront your fear. Confronting your fear, the day you know how to confront it, that's the day you become a champion. That's why Daniel said in Daniel 11.32, Daniel 11.32, and such that has done wickedly against the covenant, they shall be carried away by flatteries. You see, that's why you see some people, they deceive you, with some other things. They'll say, oh, they'll do some certain divination. They'll check this for you. They'll do this. This is why you, are, why you remain like this. It's because your great-great-grandmother, your grand-great-grandfather, all those things are fallacies. They are dead and they are gone. Their spirit is in heaven. But when you do contrary against the covenant, automatically they will be deceiving you. Now, how come David became a wonderful king among all the children of his father, the eighth born of Jesse, the shortest man in Israel, and he saw the Goliath of God? 
who was terrorizing the children of Israel with, with Saul, who was the king. And all his brothers, the seven brothers, were at the war front. And when Goliath is coming, all the Israelites will run. When Goliath is coming, all the Israelites will run. And the father of David said, go and give your brother bread and water. The shortest man in Israel saw a 10 feet man, very huge, a giant. And when he saw him, when other people were running, he stood still. And the next thing he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That was a statement of a confident person. That was a statement of somebody who was not filled with fear. Number one, he had already conquered that charisma, that intimidation that Goliath was using to intimidate the children of Israel. He was not intimidated by that. So he stood still. And his brother told him, he said, you must be a naughty person. Look at your height. Look at the man. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I will bring this one down. And somebody heard it. And when the fellow heard it, he quickly ran to the king. He said, we have seen somebody who said, he will bring this man down. Hallelujah. And they said, who is that person? He said, it's David. So Saul invited him. When he invited him, he gave him all his armor. He put it on. But you can't use that to fight. It's too much for him. Number one, he's very short. Number two, all the short, tall, Saul is a tall man. You cannot use carnal weapon to win spiritual battle. That's what the Lord is telling you. That's why David said, no, I don't need this. And he went, he faced Goliath. Remember what Paul said. If you're a good student of the Bible, in Romans chapter 8, 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. He said, you have not received the spirit of bondage again. Again, underlining. Again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby you cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, in, in the Greek word means, My Father, you are the one for me. My Father, you are always there for me. My Father, I don't need to suffer anymore. My Father, I've put my life in your hand. It is your responsibility to take care of me. That's why Abba, Father. So, fear brings you into bondage. Fear makes you not to advance in life because you felt that when you go into it or when you try it if you fail you become a laughing stock let me tell you something about life not everybody in life can accept you not everybody in life can can be happy with you not everybody in life can praise you not everybody in life we are, we, we love what you are doing but there are some specific people that God created for you and he created you because of them. They will still come and meet or merge with you. Those who are not for you, they will definitely leave you. It does not matter how you pamper. It does not matter how you go out of your way to satisfy them. Now, the day you start to conquer fear, that's the day confidence come, experience come, power come and above all 
rewards come. Mighty, mighty rewards come. That's why I, I, do, I do tell people, I have said this several times, I can never have an accident. I can never be in an aircraft and the aircraft will crash. It's grossly impossible. I have that confidence because I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But I've received the spirit of adoption. Somebody had adopted me. And the one who adopted me is the creator of the whole universe. So, now listen carefully. Now listen, it's none of my business if you say you leave me. It's none of my business if some people say I'm going to leave you. But the one who created the whole universe had adopted me. So what's my problem? So where is the suffering coming from? The one who created the whole universe said, I have adopted you. You are one of my sons. If you read the Bible very well, you see that from that Roman 8 verse 14 says, before that 15, for as many as are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are called the sons of God. You can call me anything. I'm one of the sons of God. You can say anything you like. I'm one of the sons of God. You can say whatever you know. I'm one of the sons of God. You can, you can ridicule, you can undermine. I know that I am one of the people that God has raised for my generation. Because he adopted me. This is where you are, many are missing it. You must know how to con confront your fear. Confronting your fear gives you confidence. Confronting your fear makes you to be at peace. Confronting your fear gives you power. Confronting your fear makes mighty rewards to come to you. And you become an enviable star. That's why Paul said in Hebrew chapter 10 verse 35, Hebrew 10.35 Hebrew 10.35 He said Don't cast away your confidence Don't cast away your confidence That has great recompense The word recompense there means Something that works in accordance to your action That has great recompense of reward that has great recompense of reward. So the day you start to have confidence, the reward that you will be getting will be in the same level with your confidence. If your confidence is 10%, your reward is 10%. Are you getting me now? Am I communicating? Time is not on our side. If your confidence is 5% your reward. Cast not away your confidence that has great recompense. The word recompense means what you display. The same measure is what you are going to get. So if your confidence is 100%, oh, wonderful. You get 100% reward. That's why you see some people, they call them unique persons. That's why you see some people say, hey, this one, they are different. That's why I told you on Friday, I said, I don't fear anything. I don't fear anything. There's no word called fear in my vocabulary. No, 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 no. 
You know why? Not that I have something. Somebody adopted me. And the person who adopted me owns the world. I got to a place one day, I was talking to somebody. He said, who are you? I said, can you tell me where you are coming from? I said, do you know my father? He said, I have never, I have never heard about your father before. I said, my father is the richest man in the whole world. He said, are you sure? Then that means you can buy all the cars here. I said, yes. But I'll come back later and see the one I like. He said, so tell me, tell me more about your father. I said, my father, as I told you, my father is the richest in the whole world. He says, so what type of business your father does? I said, it's into aviation. It's into petroleum. It's into merchandise. It's into everything. He sells water. He sells bread. He's doing everything. And the man looked at me. He said, you must be a sarcastic person. I said, no, I'm not being sarcastic. My father is the richest person in the world. He adopted me. He can never leave me hungry. He can never allow me to walk nakedly. He can never allow shame to be my lot. He can never allow doors to close against me. Because he is my father. And he's your father too. You believe that? Stand to your feet and jump those two precious hands. Up. Jump those two hands together. Jump those two hands together. It's your father. It's our father. It's your father. That's why you see, when Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, from 9 to 12, when his disciples asked him, teach us how to pray. He did not say, you should pray like this. Let mountain come down. He said, say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it in heaven. Give us this day our daily prayer. And forgive us of our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thy is thy kingdom. The power and thy glory. Forever and ever. Amen. There is no prayer you can compare to that prayer. You want to jam those two precious hands together? You jam your two precious hands together. I prophesy your fear disappear this morning. You may comfortably have your seat. Welcome to Pure Fire Miracle Ministries International, where lives are transformed. On Sundays, we have three services. The first service starts from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. The second service starts from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And the third service starts from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Join our warfare service on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And our prophetic encounter on Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Come and your life will never be the same. Pure Fire Miracle Ministries International, where lives are transformed.